You've just entered Cafe Conversations, the variety podcast, where great conversations take place, covering a variety of topics and oftentimes with a variety of people. So come on in and join the conversation. What's poppin' everybody? It's your girl, Lady D. You're inside another episode of Cafe Conversations. And joining me today is my old co-host from my old Cafe Conversations when I was with 411 Reality Radio. None other than, and he hates this name, by the way. We call him Ladies Man May, and we'll get into why later. But Maylon Gray, thank you for joining me. Oh, always a pleasure to hang out with you, Lady D. Oh, my God, today. <laughs> May not go try not to cuss y'all. I'm gonna try real hard not to cuss. <laughs> he is out of Chicago, and so he can't help himself. Apparently, people are from Chicago they have um, really bad mouths. Um, I mean, we talk a certain way. Oh, it's your own language. We. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> well, we're gonna get into this topic today. Um, what inspired the topic was just dealing with a lot of young people. And I think that when young people are young, they don't realize that they're going to get older. And the things that they do when they're young is, can eventually follow them. You exactly. Know? And being that you were a young father in your teenage years and I was a young mother in my teenage years. I thought that our story would be a really great story to share. Some of the um, mistakes that we made. And some of the regrets that we have and some of the things that we learn from those mistakes. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So how old were you when you had your first child? So my first child was born when I was 19. So she got pregnant when I was 18. Same age as my mother. Really? Yes. Exact, almost the exact same time frame. What what type of... um, baby mama was she because you know some of these baby mamas these days is crazy um man um you know how you say if you can't say anything good about a person (laughs) um she was one of those um okay well i this this will sum it up Mm -hmm. my son came to live with me permanently when he was like seven um she already had a kid when I met her and we okay. met in high school. Okay. Um, when my son was old enough to travel, him and his big brother would come hang out with me in the summer because I, I changed states. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, no phone calls, no money. Y'all making me drink my tea. No clothes. Um, no clothes? No. She just literally put her kids on a plane or a bus and ship them out to their dad? Pretty much. And um, and when I say no calls, I mean, it's one thing to say, um, you know, this is my child's biological father. I know he's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, I'm still but she had another thing. child, too. Oh. It's not like my son would come alone. I was the only father he knew. So you know me well enough to know if I deal with someone who has a child, I treat that child like my child. Mm-hmm. So when my son would come, his brother would come. I would treat them the same. And you, um, she never called to say, hey, how's my kids? No. And so 
when my son came to live with me permanently from the time he came to stay with me till he was roughly 18 19 you could probably count on one hand how many times he actually talked to his mother are you serious yes i think i met you guys when he was about that age so and i remember um, him being home before he moved away when he he had a girlfriend once in high school and i kept hearing him say my name and i was like why you keep saying my name well, she asked me who my mom was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so why you didn't tell me? She's like, you are. You are my mother and my father. Whoa, that's deep. Okay. <clears throat> so, that being said, I don't I don't know her story mm. to why she is how she is. Maybe she was just young and <clears throat> she wasn't ready to be a mom. So, recently. Oh, we got some recent juice. Recently, my son, um, my son suffered some seizures very, very badly. Mm-hmm. He had a seizure so bad that he was placed into it and medically induced coma. Mm. Okay. At this time, he was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. His best friend called me and was like, hey, pops, um, Eric's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Let me know if anything changed, if I need to get on the flight, whatever, whatever. His mother called. <clears throat> Her very first words were, well, I said hello. And she was like, she didn't say nothing. I said, who this? She was like, your baby mama. And I was like, I'm not looking at my phone, so can you, you know, it's more than one of y'all, so <laughs> can you, you know, narrow that down for me, please? I remember y'all voices, so can you just tell me? And so her very first, her very next word was, your son is in a coma. Your son? Is in a coma. That was her very next word. We don't, yeah, that's not how we, we talk. If we, if we barely talk, it's really no need for us to talk. Not now. You know what I'm saying? No, now, some of the other moms I'm a little more cordial with, but that one. Y'all see what we call them ladies, man, man. You hear this man? <clears throat> that one, yeah, nah, not too much. Now, she did recently call me when he moved here and, and called and said, what's up? And I was like, mm. okay, what's up? And she was like, yeah, you tell me. I was like, you called me, what do you want? Mm. Um, I just called to see what's up. I was like, well, call him. She was like, no, I wanted to call you. Mm. Why? My son's 29 years old. I don't, what conversation can we have? He's good. So she's definitely a regret. <clears throat> kind of. No. No? Um, I could have made a better choice. Um, but it takes the, the, the two people mm-hmm. to make the child is the two people that makes that particular child. Right. So her chromosomes, my chromosome, her genes, my genes makes my son. If it was with someone else, it would be a different child. Which sometime I might want it to be a different <laughs> child. <laughs> oh my but, god! But he's who he is, and he's who he is because of his mother and his father. So I can't go back and be like, man, I you know. As much as sometimes we may want to change who we have children with, we can't. But we have to also realize that. Um, <clears throat> 
Yeah. We have to also realize, excuse me, that those two particular people mm-hmm. make that child. And if you don't have those particular people, then you won't have that child. That's true. That is so, so true. What's some, um, so what are some of the things you've learned being a father? Because I have a, <clears throat> a godson and he has a daughter. He's a new dad. Mm. And um, he is dealing with so much just being a new dad and just trying to co-parent with his daughter's mother. It's hard. You, it's no, it's no book for being a parent, first and foremost. Not at all. Um, they are, but they usually don't help us. Yeah. They're made by people who don't even have children a lot of times. A lot of times. Or they live in the world or society that caters to their demographics, their money, their skin tone mm-hmm. more than us. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and it's a 50-50 chance you get things right. You know, you make a decision and you may get it right. You may not. Um, certain things, I, of course, I wish I've done better um, or changed. Like, I wish I would have hugged my son and kissed him more often and told him I love him. Like I did my daughters. But men lean into our own understanding of what being a man is. Come on now. Talk about it. And that. so, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't. My biggest thing was I was learning on the fly. You do understand, though, it's not too late. He's 20 now. Oh, no, we good now. I'm just saying back then. I, but, I hug and kiss him now. Even he, he get on my nerves. I hug and kiss all my children. But, um, <clears throat> and my grandchildren. But then, I wish I would have hugged and kissed him. I did my daughters. Mm-hmm. But my sons, I didn't. Because I'm like, that's not what men do. Men say, hey, I go to work, you go to work. I cook, I, I clean, I build, I, I do this. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we try to force um, ideals or society's ideas of what a man should be on right. our children or even on ourselves. We try to force or suppress or make things a way that others have said it should be. And a lot of us from my generation didn't have a father. So that, I mean, not, well, not have a father, but not have Have one father. at least active in their lives because I know that um, for me my dad wasn't absent but he wasn't very active right you know he he was doing his thing our mother's raised so <coughs> when, as a man when you have a child it's no it's no what would dad do you know I I would say what would my grandmother do but my granny was was granny she was great she was you know, involved in church and the Bible. And I was 19. I wasn't thinking about the Bible or those things. I'm thinking about, okay, he got to eat, I got to eat. Right. He got to pay bills, I, I got to pay bills, he got to be good. Right. And we, as especially younger men, even, well, men, period, you know, we, have, we lean so far on, on get the money, provide, but the conversation, the love, the the compassion the time the time to be a father because fathers think that all of the nurturing is basically left up to the mom we don't understand that because we don't have that in us see if you don't it's i don't want to say it's easier but when women have children they're usually raised by their mom 
so they can look back and say, well, what did mom do? Or what would my mom do? What did granny do or big mama do? When you don't have a father or a male role model, you can't look back and say, hey, what did dad do in this situation? You're trying to figure it out. And some of the things that your mothers and your grandmothers and the women in your life that, that groom you do, as a young adult, as a young man, you okay see yourself doing those things. Like, if I whoop your tail, I'm not finna pick you up and hug you and kiss you, tell myself, well, baby, it's... My mom yeah. and grandma <clears throat> didn't whoop me and hug and kiss me when they finished. Huh. Well, so get your butt over there and say that. Shut up, I said hush. Of course, oh, I hit you but, but on the opposite side of that, they did <laughs> hug and kiss you and be like, okay, baby, this, that, or third. So you can't be mean and aggressive and all those things that get you far in certain areas. And, and you have to be able to be vulnerable and weak and sensitive. And it takes a long time to understand those things are what you need to do as a man. It took me years to figure out it's 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 it takes more strength to cry than Ooh, not to cry. Yeah. You don't spoke up. You know what I'm saying? It took me years as your to friend, understand. I agree with you. <clears throat> um you are not you don't deal with your own emotions well, not to mention other people's emotions. Mm-mm. You I'm a Taurus through and through. Just began to somewhat touch the surface and stubborn is now but see of your own emotions that that too but it's a good thing and a bad thing because i won't quit i won't give up most things that my mom used to always say whatever make you laugh make you cry and it's so true about so many different things Mm -hmm. strength is a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. to yourself and those around you because when you are strong and then you you say, okay, well, I'm strong and I have to be strong, then you don't allow yourself to feel, you don't allow yourself to be weak. Even when it comes to your family and your friends, you don't allow yourself to be weak. You don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. When, when I play ball or when I play sports, when I do anything, that same strength helped me play. I'm little, or used to be little. Used to be I'm like, you ain't little 150. Five eleven playing basketball was seven six footers seven footers people and mostly street ball so I was getting jerseys ripped off my back I was getting knocked out the air I was getting hurt but I wouldn't quit I wouldn't give up I would not let you beat me mm. I would not let myself quit I mean literally bleeding wouldn't stop ankles twisted banged up I would not stop you will not beat me now everything comes with a price it does <laughs> especially when you're old yeah and my my back ain't worth pooty coop now mm. <clears throat> so but what what's what is some of some advice you would give young men especially young men who have become fathers <clears throat> as you mentioned before um you are just now getting in to in touch with your own self emotions and you also mentioned earlier that you had your own precept of what a man is supposed to be a a man is supposed to do and so forth and so on so what advice would you give a young man at this point based off of your own life experiences um i would say try not to lean into your own understanding so much and whose understanding would you suggest that they lean to toward um 
of course you're gonna as an adult you should always make up your own mind um but if there's someone that you can ask is there if you can pray if you can i've i've learned to try to do the opposite so if i'm in my feelings about something i'm emotional about something i try to try to use my mind i try to think about the situation as because i'm i'm so stuck emotionally i try to take my feelings out and think about it if it's something i'm stuck in my head about i try to feel it out to see if i can figure it out but you know i you know call my dad i you know call my mom i you know if people learn learn to use the tools around you because no person is an island no matter how strong you think you are no matter how much you make no matter how many people you beat or or whatever you have to turn to people who understand things better than you so if i have an issue say with a spiritual person i What's turn a spiritual person <clears throat> um with the bible <laughs> Thumping oh, no. with a holy roller, with a person who is has a very good spiritual connection with their God. If a, a um, I know people. Everyone has their own individual or should have their own individual um, relationship with their God. I can't say everyone my God have because their own individual relationship with the God, God. But I, yeah, you can say that, but everybody don't feel that way. Everybody may not feel that way, but I'm. So a, I can't say that because everyone don't feel that. Because because well, Ling Ling ain't gonna feel that way. Well, just God Himself. How? First of all, there's one God, and however each individual re- re- reviews them or sees Him or acknowledges them, I, I him, get it. And since it's all different, him, I say it's there. Still God. Ah, yeah, okay. Whatever. Just tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, before I was rudely interrupted, oh I, I lean to someone who's better or more spiritually connected than I. So I would ask, you know, like sometimes I ask you, you know, you favors, do. and I'm like, yo, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Do so you I remember try the first time I prayed for you? I remember. I remember the first time I prayed Because I don't pray for me. I pray for others. Right. And, and that is why I pray for you. Yeah. I was on my way to Bible study one night, and you called me, and I think something had happened to your brother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I know he's had a couple of health challenges. Mm-hmm. And he was in the midst of a health challenge. Yes. And they were rushing him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And at that moment then, I was like, this dude just needs to cry. <laughs> yeah. Because no, I felt that it. It felt it. I, I felt it. It felt it. I felt that you needed to just let that go because I could tell from the conversation you were afraid. I could tell you loved your brother. And I knew that you were not ready to lose him, but you were on that brink that that was a possibility. But you were going to fight the that possibility. The emotional part of it. You 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 were fighting it. Yeah. And I said, why don't you pray? And you said, I don't pray for myself. But at that point, you needed prayer, not just your brother. Yeah. My brother used to have um, Brugada syndrome which is basically chronic heart failure. Mm-hmm. His heart would stop beating. <clears throat> and the reason why most people don't get diagnosed with it is because if your heart stops and stops, it don't come back on, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. So they don't go to check it, but it's supposed to start back. And so it just so happened that when his heart stopped, it was an avalanche close. Mm-hmm. And they got to him and so quickly that when they did the um i guess ekg yeah when they took his vitals then 
when he got to the hospital, his vitals were totally different. Wow. From the time they took them the first time to when they took them the second time. And that scared you. That that had you freaked out. Well, he died. Yeah, that freaked you out. <laughs> so and I was like, I just I, the only thing I could think of as your friend, and I, and I, I remember sitting down in front of the church on the whatever that is thing there, and I prayed with you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And your whole demeanor, I was like, and we were new friends, so yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. ready for you to meet that side of me quite yet. But you had to bring out that chick. I, I have multiple personalities. Yeah, most of of y'all do. do. And so I had to bring out that chick. And so that was the day that you were like, this chick's powerful. Well, again, so you have to recognize the tools that you are given. Right. And not all the time the physical ones. Sometimes it's emotional tools or mental tools. People have powerful people in their lives. But you have to not be afraid or not stubborn. Um, not to prowl to say, hey, I need help. Right. And for men, that's hard. 99.9% of the men before we got GPS would drive around lost and st- I don't know what yes, before we'd be like, yo, would. I'm lost. You <laughs> would. Yes, you would. Because I can find it. I can do it. I can, but see, some of it is leaning to your own understanding. Other is how you're raised. Some is how society see you. Because nine out of 10 times, if you're a man and you can't get it, it's your fault. Mm. That's powerful. If people see you failing, it's your how fault. Is it, how is it, though? Why do you it's not as a man, necessarily why do you think that? Because that's how, when you're grew, when you okay, well, think about it. They always say, well, a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. You need a man to be a man. You need to be a man. You need but to be a man. But how can a man teach a man how to be a man if a man is unsure how to be a man himself? But that's, if there is... There is no universal way to be a man. So you are who you are at this point. And as you said before, you went through some things to get to this point. Yeah. Trial and error. Life. So what helps you to be the man you are now? Um, <clears throat> age. You learn. You, you try. You fail. You learn what works for you. Learn what doesn't work for you. Um, a lot of things you go through in your life. It, it I would, I always say, uh, you know, people are like, well, what would you change this? Or what do you hate it? What do you regret? I, it's what hard to say. Regret? I don't know if I regret anything because I would change some things. Do you feel that some of the things that you've gone through, like early fatherhood, everything that you've been through in your life, I really truly believe everything you've been through, everyone, everyone, anyone has been through in their life from the time they were born to mm-hmm. the time that we're speaking helps to be them to be who they are. Right. And without no, you know, you have to grow. <clears throat> you you know, it's 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 stressful. It's it's hard. It's progress when it, you know you can if you do it naturally. A tree is planted, or a seed is was a well, seed is planted. It has to break through the dirt. Right. And you never see that grow from the from the pod opening to it breaking through the dirt. You never see the, the struggle and you don't see the growth until it get to a point where you can actually see it. And then you really don't You don't even realize marvel. it's growing at that point. Because it's and you don't even up. marvel at trees until the trees are big and they're blooming. But it has taken 
thousands of years for some of these trees to get that big of taking years and years and a lot of times as people it's the same thing you have to grow you know my my dad is like a perfect example he I, we didn't get along I was just about to ask you how was your relationship with your dad. My my oh my that's my guy. Now he is so handsome. Yeah, okay. My God, that man's fine. Um, he's fat. Uh, <laughs> he was fine at when I met him. Okay. So anyway. He was sexy. He was sexy. Uh, uh, he's just light skin with, with colorful eyes and good sexy. hair. Um when you're younger, <laughs> you you know, you don't know. You think you know. How do you know certain things? Even when you make decisions, young. How did you guys get to get your relationship to where it is now, though? So what? Did, I know you had some battles, cause you're just like him, and he had to deal with himself. Yes. Um, Same as with it was son. him. It, I can't. I I really really can't take credit for it. It was him. He understood of his shortcomings as a man and a father, and he tried. He would tell me he loved me, and I'd be like, well, whatever. I remember that. He would tell me he loved me. Uh, uh-huh, whatever. Whatever N-word most of the time. You were just stubborn, stiff-necked, and rebellious. I didn't... Well, okay, so my grandmother raised me. I understand that. I had issues with both my parents. I understand that, too. So, when you... Again, being a guy, when you get to a certain... Well, that's most people, though. When you get to a certain age, when you feel like you don't need a parent, when your parent come tell you something if after, after they haven't told you anything in so long, what am I listening to you Which for? grandparent raised you? Your mom's my mom? Mom's. Your mom's my mom's. My, my, my dad mom was... What you said? <clears throat> <laughs> I have to watch you when you talk about her. My dad's... Be nice. She wasn't the most loving person in the world. There you go. Um, my my parents, my my aunts, my uncles, my dad <clears throat> didn't get a lot of love. So they say we didn't get a lot of love um, as the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now our grand, her great grands mm-hmm. got everything. Mm-hmm. You know, she because she got older, she understood. My grandmother was light skinned, colorful eyes, could sing like a bird. Men would follow her from here to Jupiter, and she was the head nurse at the county hospital. Yeah, I thought she was white. Hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, from the outside looking in, she had everything, and and she was, you know. But everything comes with a price. If I'm at your funeral, and the best thing you can say to me is you were well traveled, I may or may not have done things right. That's true. That's powerful. Because what people say about you is... When you're gone. Yeah. It speaks your legacy. And there may not be much of a legacy. Exactly. And so you don't you don't know. You don't understand. Like with my kids, I say... You know, I hate that a lot of times I allow myself to be the bad guy mm-hmm. for peace. Mm-hmm. But as you... every Most people know my children are very close. They are very close. For them to have different moms. And we're going to get into... How many kids do you have? I have a lot. Come on, dude. I don't know. I have a lot. What you mean you don't know? I've been around uh, the block a a time or two. How Mm. many are you counting? Uh, uh, We'll say seven biological. How about that? I'm about to fall out in the floor. (laughs) We'll say that. Okay. We'll say seven biological. Um, He's a great dad. Huh? Uh, yeah, I well, remember calling his house and all of them, every single one of them, including the baby, and she was a baby infant. 
mm-hmm. would be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so you have to make sacrifices uh, for, and I made a lot, but some of it was of my own doing. I readily admit those. I will talk about those from here to Jupiter, um, but it wasn't always all on me. Now, they had mothers too, and you know, they didn't your always. Baby's mothers were eventually ended up being friends. <laughs> They be, be, were able to tolerate each other. I wouldn't call them friends. Okay. They, they could be around each other. To me. They could be around each other to a certain... If I have family functions, I invite everybody. I don't... If you... I, just because you stop jumping up and down on each other don't make you not be family anymore. You know, you are always going to be family. So when I have family events and my children are invited, their mothers are invited, their boyfriends, spouses, whatever, I don't... Just everybody, come on. Cause I don't care. Like, come on. Like, I don't want you. You don't want me. We good. We got it. We got children. In most cases, we have. Well, in every case, just about we have grandchildren. So, that's I mean, that's we family. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, we didn't make it. Right. And I, I agree with that. And that's <clears throat> what I love most about you, is the fact that <clears throat> you're like, hey, it's over between us. But we got these kids, and they got siblings because I got other kids. And if you got some kids, that's cool too. Come on, because we all gonna be one big happy family. Well, we gonna we gonna be a family, and it is what it is. My mom, point blank, period. My mother was raised as an only child, but she's not an only child. Um, she had a my grandfather, God bless you, had a whole another family on the other side of Chicago. But my grandmother married when she was 14. My grandfather was 29. Oh. It's a different time. Oh. And so, it was, you know, it, that happened sometime back in the day. Yeah, it does. And I never wanted that. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want my children to grow up not being close. I didn't want my um, children to grow up not knowing each other I didn't want even if I had to be the bad guy and they were mad at me mm-hmm. which a lot of times <clears throat> it happened It they were close Happy New Year it's your girl Lady D and I want to stop by really quickly and just wish you a wonderful and happy new year a prosperous new year and to let you know that I cannot wait to share more great conversations with you right here inside Cafe Conversations. They are they are very very close you would think that they all had one mom one dad and I think and I applaud you for making sure that they had a relationship with each other I think that took place because you got them together regardless of how their mothers may have felt um, and you stood your ground and you said hey these are my children too and this is their brother this is their sister and they have and deserve a right to know each other so I definitely applaud you for standing your ground on that you well, definitely at, at the end of the day that. we all go and then they only have each other right and so you know you don't yo you turn around and you know your, your baby brings somebody home and it's their sibling mm. Like, what the hell? No, y'all can't. You can't date him because that's your brother, baby. Exactly. 
That's what my that that was my dad's thing. My dad has four of us, and we all have our own mother, and that was his biggest thing. And my aunt, uh, because my dad was just a good dad, but he was unstable in all his ways, and so my aunt made it her life's mission to make sure that me and my brothers we didn't know about my sister at the time until she was 12 and we were pretty much grown but um she made sure that we all knew each other and that we had a bond and then right to this day we're we're good we're close you know we still talk we still get together every now and then we still have because that is important you need to know your family so i definitely applaud you you should know where you come from some some sometimes you don't know where a certain thing in your life comes from. And you can look across the room and see one of your siblings or your parent and be like, oh, right, that's where it comes from. Right. And because so all of your kids, although they're uh, different shades, they're mocked. They look like you. They look like my mom. You look like your mom. Yeah. But most people think I look like my dad because, because we have of the your same color. color. Yeah. But and my brother eyes. actually looks more like my dad. And everyone thinks my son looks just like me. But when he stands next to my brother, he looks just like my brother. He does. And I didn't realize that until one of my birthdays and we was all at a club. Right. And I, and I saw like, that picture. Yeah. Who? I was like, wow, Eric looks just like his uncle. Right. And I never noticed that until that particular picture. So it was, it was hard. It was growth. It was trial and error it was so life has done some things for you life is always gonna do any things for everybody like but some people i can't complain like i've i ain't the, i don't have the best life i don't have the worst life i ain't the best father i ain't the worst father i i try i failed i've not failed it is what it is mm. you know i and i still make mistakes i made one with one of my daughters and she's not happy with me to this day. Right now, I made a, a, a choice that I asked her, did she want me to do go somewhere? Well, she had a, a her boyfriend died. Mm-hmm. And I went to the first part of it. And the second part was in his hometown of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I was going on, you know, I was going out of town, mm-hmm. going on a cruise. So I was like, well, I will do whatever you want me to do. I will not go. I will go with you. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And she said, go. Go on your cruise. Mm-hmm. And I went. And she was upset. She's still upset. And I was like, but you told me to go. So I, I had to take that lump. That's my. I messed up. I can only say I'm sorry. I, I messed up. In that case, that's <clears throat> all you can say. Because I, it is. I should have I should have not went. I should have went with her. And my, I asked my dad. I was like, she said, well, I was like, dad, she, she mad because... I, she told me to go. I went. I did what she asked me to do. Yeah, She'll but be okay. But she <laughs> <laughs> should be alright. Yeah. Well, you mad today, girl? Yeah. Yeah. You won't be mad tomorrow. Nah. I mean, I. Because everybody. Your, your everybody kids have your pro- personality, and so she'll be okay. She will, and she is so much like me, and I should have paid that more attention when I asked the question. I should have known she was saying she was okay. She, I should have known she was not okay when I asked her was she okay. Right. Because usually I'm not. Like, if I say I'm okay. Like, people say, are you all right? I, my, my standard answer is I remember that moment okay. when her boyfriend died and I was like, cry, Maylon, because you wanted to. I know, because she was hurt. Right. You should have just cried, too. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. You, I hurt you, because you, she was gonna, hurting. Yeah, you 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 hurt when your kids hurt. I hurt when my family hurt. I hurt when my friends hurt. I I'm good. Like, but my you know what what bothers me when I can't fix something. Yeah. That hurts more than I can relate. Than anything else. I can't when you are when my kid is sick, I can't fix it. Right. That that bothers me because I'm used to being able to do what I want. But like, you have to understand that you're dad. You're not God. Yeah, but that goes into leaning to your own understanding. Don't. I yeah, that's hard. Like you, I'm you, almost fifty. I've been doing me for fifty years. <laughs> okay, so here's the, this. This is how you would do that. So now, I think it's time that you develop your own quote unquote spiritual. I have my own connection with God, but I still don't, I don't pray for me still. I pray for, when I pray for me, when I, okay, stop checking your head. They can't see that. When I pray for me, (laughs) when I pray for me, I pray for me for others. So when I pray for me, I pray for my children and say, hey, let me be a better dad or let me be a better dude in this situation. That's how I pray for me. But the word of God says, pray ye one for another. Yeah, I was praying for the others. Right. And you need to also pray for yourself because how can you be their Superman if you're not connected to the source of the superpower that helps you to be the Superman? Yeah, you sound like my mama. Come on now. I don't know. I don't, I don't have all you the gotta plug in. See, again, that's the Because growth. there are going to be points in your life where they're going to need another type of superpower from you. And you're going to have to be connected what, to the what source. What other kind of superpower is you there? You just never know what life they gonna need me to cry. you. They're going to be in trouble. Whether it be tears or not, they're going to need <clears throat> you to be. When, when my daughter was going through that situation, we were all at the hospital. Well, she, they said something happened to him. They think he was dead. That's the first call I got. Second call I got was he was dead. Third call, my oldest daughter was like, come to the hospital. I was like, all right. Then Nisha called. And Nisha was like, pick me up. But to see them hold each other, you feel two ways. You feel proud because your children are that close that they would hold each other. And then you sad because they're hurting and you can't fix it. Right. Because at that moment... The Superman that they need is the Super God, and sometimes since God can't jump off the throne and run down here, yeah, he can. Don't play. <laughs> That's where you stand in. And do what? And you be that superpower. I did. I superpowered them over there together, and I stood there and <laughs> let them hug each other and cry, and I stood there and petted. Okay, 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 and and we we spent the day at the hospital. I can, grace. I can only, growing I can, grace. yeah, we're growing. I, okay. Growing so grace. like, okay. Now my, if you would have asked a young me to get up and go to the hospital for someone I barely knew, I'd have been like, for what? Mm. If you ask me to go, I don't go to most of my people. I know funerals mm. because I feel about death a little bit different than some people do. Everybody got to die. What you tripping for? We all going. Mm. And death is for the living. Death is for the living. That's deep. It is. Because, you know, the person is gone. Now, we may or may not. We don't know how they feel, what they see, what's they, all this money you spending. And then the people who actually had a problem with the person that's gone is usually the ones that's acting a fool at the funeral. Mm. 
what the what you crying for now? You should have been crying when they was here. Or why are you acting stupid now when they were here? You didn't want to make amends. Now all of a sudden you in love. You owe they the best thing in the world. Or you know, in some cases it's a dude and it's another baby that popped up or whatever. Whatever the case may be. All this for the per people that's around. It ain't for the person that's gone. So do she know or he know or they know that I didn't come to the funeral? Now, cause they did. Right. All right. <clears throat> so all that crying, especially when people die and they sick. Yeah, when they die and they sick, that's different. Cause my, I love my grandmother probably more than anybody on the planet. I, and in a lot of but ways, you say it, that, and then the thought came to me. But finish your thought. What thought? Okay. Well, you can tell me after this. But when she, when she, when they pulled a plug, I was hurt, but I was relieved because she was. She wasn't having strokes. But I she remember wasn't... when your brother Fred got really, really sick. Mm-hmm. You didn't go home. Mm-mm. You stayed there. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't fix it, and you knew you couldn't fix it. No, but I could be there for him. You but could. if he ain't okay, so. But when... I remember the fear that you voiced to me of losing your brother. I don't want to lose anybody I'm close to, but. But you it, just made this powerful right, listen, statement about okay, death and life. It is. Now, wait. Again, death for the living. Even with this situation. If he's hurting and I'm well, and the only reason why he's here is because he wants to see me okay, who being selfish? You. Exactly. So that's and why that I say. that is why I believe that is why Fred has held on so long. My grandmama held on. She used to tell me the thing she would tell my brother and my mother and my family was not what she would tell me. She would tell them, I'm okay, I love you, I'll be here forever, da 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 da. And she would look at me, turn right soon as they walk out the room. She'll look at me and be like, Baby, I'm tired, I wanna go home. Baby, mama, we at home. She wanna go see my father. What you talking about? I wanna go be with my husband. That's the thing she would tell me. Now, as human beings, we want all our loves want to be here forever and a day. But how mm-hmm. selfish is it us for them to suffer and have strokes and have to have surgeries and go through all this pain and hurt and anguish so we can see them whittle away and look at you? It hurt my heart to look at my grandma and her and she not know who I was. Wow. Yeah, I know that feeling. And it hurt my heart. I wouldn't even go see her because it would hurt me so bad to see her that way. I'm used to this big burly woman who would tear my tail up almost every day and and would carry her pistol to come get me off the basketball court because I grew up here. I was out late at night. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. And so it would she hurt my heart. It literally deal. really would hurt my heart to mm-hmm. see her, you know, not know who I was. So I stopped going to see her. And then I felt worse because she passed away and you well no no that's no that's not it i felt bad because i just didn't go see her and so i was crying at her bedside i'm sorry mama i didn't come i don't come see you like i should then she looked at me and said boy shut up all that noise i know you love me that's it i love you too but that wasn't helping so it's that's why i say death is for the living people are a lot of times when especially in their twilight years they're ready to transition Mm -hmm. But they stay because <clears throat> their loved ones won't can't. let them go. No, they won't. And that's selfish. Like, you you rather see me here hurt, sick, dying, hurt. People keep cutting on want, me. I mean, with my, my uncle recently passed away. And um, he's like my dad. He's my mother's brother, but he's like my dad. Meaning, when my dad or my stepdad wasn't present, my uncle was. He was the best fill-in dad ever. 
And when he passed away, when he got sick, rather, um, I was not expecting him to die because he was so strong. And I wasn't expecting him to die. I wasn't ready for him to die. I never thought that he would die. I just felt like this is a moment that he's going to get through. And he's going to pull through this. And we're going to be okay. And we're going to go on with life and move forward. But when I last saw him was the was the day of my birthday. And I went and I saw him. I noticed the distance but when I say the distance, it was just like he was distant as though he was. And he looked at me like, I hate to leave you. That was the look he had in his eyes was like, I hate to leave you. And um, he began to speak, talk about his wife, my aunt. And he hadn't in a long time. And I seen him kind of gaze out of the door in a sense. Like he was looking. Like I'm ready. Beyond, you know. And I was like, who are you looking at out there? And he was like, oh, nothing. And the next morning, they called me and told me that he had a massive heart attack or something. And that I needed to get to the hospital quickly. And he put, he came back. They were able to bring him back, but he was never the same. I think he may be lived maybe three three days before he gave up the ghost you're never I don't think we're <clears throat> we're never ready for our loved ones to go you never how do you prepare to say goodbye for, to somebody you've been around or you've loved or helped you grow right. in a lot of ways you're never really ready but how selfish is it is for think you that to, to just hold make them hold on even in that God gives grace because you have those moments, but you think of people who, for instance, the young lady whose father killed her yesterday, no, Thursday. When I think about somebody like that, when she got up that morning, she saw her children, you know, and other family members I'm sure she was with during the New Year's celebration. They never thought that three, two days later or a day later, within 24 hours, she wouldn't be here. And but they never thought that it would be their dad or their granddad that's, that would be the cause of her not being here. Well, that's different because that's like, okay, they just have That's to, an instant <clears throat> thing. So right. you, there's no way. So there's no to pre- to pre- way to prepare for right. that. You exactly. Prepare but for to, that. but is, it, how, is it easier to take someone dying suddenly as opposed to watching somebody wither away and not be their self? I take the wither away and not be yourself. <laughs> I'm selfish. And that's why I say like death is for the living because usually it's because people are selfish. We hold on. We don't want them to go. I don't. No one wants their loved ones to go anywhere. But at the same time, they sick. And that's why they here. Now once they gone, is that's a whole. That's that's really when I be like, yo, you tripping? Like, yeah, you. What you my, jumping on the uh, casket for, a dummy? My cousin was killed in a car accident, and his sister and brother. They, they commemorate his memory every year. I think it's beautiful. I think that it's beautiful that they commemorate because that was their baby brother. And they remember him every single year on his birthday. They have, uh, I think the day that he died, they use that day as the day of commemoration as well as his birthday. And that's their brother. You can show love to your loved one 
that have gone on however you want. You can. And again, I'll uh, see you help improve my point that that's for the living because he gone. He ain't seeing none of that. Right. But they want to have they want to celebrate his life. And that's fine. I'm not and I'm not saying don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying um, it's a wrong thing or right thing. It's just how I feel about the situation. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, some people don't. Because oh, I'd be like, why you ain't going to a funeral? I'd be like, for what? <laughs> That's mean. I'd be like, I don't know none of them people. The person I know gone. Right. So, uh, I'm going to walk past and say, sorry for your loss. I don't even know you. So, who am I saying? No. And like, when you go to a funeral, they'd be like, okay, well, this is the mom. This is the dad. This is the... They don't do that. So, you don't know who these people are sitting on the they front don't. row. You just see people sitting on the front row. Right. And that's it. I don't know you. That's I don't it. know them. So what? I and I I don't get. I went to a funeral recently. My cousin died, and she um, was young. She was only fifty something years old. Um, and you know, I I had a human moment. What I call a human? I cried. I have. That's what I call have a human moment. Yes, he cried, guys. Uh, <laughs> twice. Huh? Yes, he did. Twice. I was, I was on the phone for part of it. No, nah, twice. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I was having what I call human moments. But it's, yeah, it's, you, everybody dressed like, up. And, and like you said, you know, again, I love the term growing in grace. Because as we get older, we grow. We make mistakes. We we learn from those mistakes. We have regrets. Mm-hmm. We even learn from those things that we regret. And they shape, they form us, and they make us into better people. Sometimes. Everything that you go through don't doesn't make you a better person. It may make you not want to do that thing again. <laughs> but I don't know how much better it makes you. It can make you better. It better makes, what? But even in that, making you not want to do it again is still a, a part of If you of burn your better. hand on the stove, it, you know not to put your hand. It don't make you a better person. It just makes it, it just tell you, you know, it makes you more aware not to put your hand on this Which stove. It makes you better. Make you smarter, maybe. Better. Yeah, we can call it apples. Apples. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you better. If you say so. It does. I mean, I... I, I so this is what look. being on a radio show would be like with him at this very moment. So, okay. Very combative. Let me ask you a question. Very debated. Let me... It's a... Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. We're what? talking. Radio uh, should not be that. Why? If this ain't radio, this okay, is Okay, so... But if you have a platform yeah and you having a conversation with people that's a born a show if everybody agrees but everybody doesn't have to agree and everybody there should be multiple types of opinion right okay and it makes for better it's more entertaining when people crazy but, but the thing of it is is it's okay if your opinion becomes impressive upon the other person and causes them to change their opinion. Yeah, it, that's I don't. You don't okay. want that. No, no. What? It's not. It's not that I do or don't want my opinion or your opinions to go back. You want it's, them to clash. No. Well, okay. Let me ask you. Because well, you think okay. controversy is the funny. It's not very comedic. It is. First of all, <laughs> it is good entertainment. Let me ask you a question. Do you watch or maybe not? But okay. So on Sports Center, they have. Debate shows. They do. <clears throat> and usually the host and 
his counterpart or her counterpart usually have different views on certain situations. Exactly. And when they, it's okay when they agree. Oh, but the show much better when they disagree. <laughs> because you just stand your ground on what you stand your ground but on. But you can only stand your ground. Okay, well, again, that goes with the being stubborn part. But again, it goes to leaning into your own understanding. So I can't lean into a situation too much that I don't understand. I can but, only. But that's what the conversation is is supposed. Yeah, to Yeah, but it has to sink to in. Okay, it has to sink in. I understand. In. It's supposed. <clears throat> okay. It has to. You know, some things. You know, you kind of. You still it, growing. It, it ain't gonna. Of course, I of this man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of things I, you know. I almost thought he was there, but he's not. I had a, no, not even close. I was laughing because I celebrated my fifth year at my job on the first. And it's the longest job I've ever had. It's only five years. Thank you. And I was laughing. I was like, I haven't really cussed nobody out. I haven't slapped the hell out of anybody. I haven't punched anybody. I haven't. I've wanted to do all those things. Have you done these things on your job previously? Oh, I've been fired for fighting slapping <clears throat> pushing people off of scaffolds i've been fired from plenty of jobs for, for, for doing stuff like that <clears throat> i haven't always been a good boy <clears throat> and i've had like i used to have a you know a little temper problem you used to i haven't you know grabbed my pistol and went after nobody in a long time look at god oh yeah see he's growing in grace, in grace. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, so this is the longest I've I've had. Well, congratulations! I appreciate you making your fifth year on your job Mm -hmm. without any, without catching any cases. Without not a one, I haven't had a case in a long time. You have grown then, very much so. Even though I think the stuff I be, I just you know I just tell them, hey, you know you could do all us a favor. You just jump out this window. Just die. Just take this express elevator, please. Just out the window. You're getting on our nerves. And it's things that people in the office probably want to say to each other. They just don't because they're punks. I'm not. You know, honesty. People say, don't be honest. We're going to talk about just being Being honest. honest. But it's an overrated, corrupt commodity because people get their feelings hurt. It's an overrated, corrupt commodity. Because people get... Because Come on now. Get they get their feelings hurt. If if hurt. okay, so for instance, <clears throat> brothers, men, fellas, <clears throat> ladies, don't listen to this. <laughs> if if your woman comes to you and asks you, does this dress? Do I look fat in this dress? <clears throat> so in your mind, the first thing you said was, "Shit, you was." I mean, shoot, you was fat. <laughs> you were fat before you got the dress, baby. So. Yes, you look fat in the dress, but you can't tell her that because that's not nice. But you want people to be honest. Like, oh, how does this, how does this but look? But then being honest does not necessarily mean saying, yeah, you look fat in the dress. But, but that would be honest, right? But you but. could also say, mm, that dress is a little snug. <laughs> you have to find ways to say it. And see, that's your thing. You don't. Oh, it's, I do. Because boy, boy, boy. It's, it's okay that you are brutally honest, but sometimes in your honesty you're brutal uh-huh and it's just like we, we we went through a natural phase when people was wearing their hair natural and they still do and i was like jesus one day i was in somewhere and i was like it looked like an episode of the planet of the apes up in here these people look rough and i was like mm, but you you know hey okay i got a better one for you mm. not me being honest mm. so 
when you come into my office, it's several elevators going up. <clears throat> a lot of people don't like to get in the elevator with other people so you can grab another elevator. And it's a snack shop to the side. So once you get on the elevator, you don't know what other people are going to do. You don't know if they're going to get on the, your elevator or they're going to go to another one. They're going to go to a snack shop. So one of the ladies from the office came to the elevator. Mm -hmm. The door was closing. Stuck my hand in the door, made sure the door opened. Mm -hmm. She was like, what type of man don't hold? Get the elevator. You ain't no man. I was like, well, I didn't know which way you were going. And she didn't let it go. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. And I was like, hey, yo, like, you might want to let that go for I hurt your feelings. And she was like, no. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe if you didn't look so much like a man, I would treat you like a woman. I quit. I quit today. But, hey. You she, said that. She, yes. And she left me alone. But again, <laughs> that's my see, but see, hey, hold on. I see that's that's my fault. Is that my fault? That's the what is so funny. That's not my fault. It's your fault. How? You could have just just I don't know anymore. <laughs> so again, if a person keep coming at you and coming at you and coming at you, you mm -hmm. can do one or two things. You can either let them have it or let well, it there go. Are, in, in that case, I probably would have let her have it. Let her have it. Okay. Because she was asking for it. Exactly. Sometimes we must deliver what those. And man, what, what and sometimes it really feel we ain't really shaped. Really spoke to me since then, and I'm cool with that. It's, it's a person at my job right now who would speak to me every morning my first week. <clears throat> I touched her shoulder and she flipped out. Oh my God, why are you touching me? You don't know me. And I was like, I was just speaking. Your back was turned to me. But okay, I haven't spoken to her since. I don't hold the door. Now, I used to hold the door open for her. She doesn't say, now, when you hold the door for a person, a person should say thank you. I they don't. I think that people have gone through so many different things in life. That no, they, they just call her crazy. Things. Like, she's had issues with different people, male, female, had them in But there's HR. always an underlying issue. And there may be. But, again, ain't nobody got to tape your boo-boo either. Like, so if I hold the door for you and you can't say thank you, then I'm not holding the door for you. Point blank, period. Then that's not even a part of your personality. So you shouldn't be holding doors for anyone. I, I do hold the door for the when the girls sometimes when they come out. Like, if I see... But you said if I hold the door for you and you don't say thank you, I'm not holding the door for you anymore. That I'm not, means that that's not even a part of your personality. Uh, man, I would slam that door in her face so quick when she walk up. I hold the door for everybody. As soon as she walk up, I let the door close in her face. How can people find you and your wonderful philosophy? <laughs> Give us your social media handle. <laughs> What that I don't that, hey, you treat people like you want to be treated. Be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Oh, but I could get on the you know, you seen you see Return of the Jedi, you see them dark lords and Siths. Anyway, my social media is <laughs> Maylai McGray. That's me, that's my name. You that's, find him on that's, Facebook. That's my Facebook, you know. You can find me at Gourmet Cuisine by May. Yeah. You can come get you some food. And a quick note that no one knows, and, and somebody might not even remember this. Where did that name come from? Me. Exactly. Because the dude can cook like a little old lady. Hold on, wait a minute. Yes. Little old lady. Yes. This is what he did to the salad, and then we got to go, guys. So he made a chef's salad, and he put these pineapples on it. And I've never seen people put salt and pepper on a salad before and then top it with ranch. 
the best stuff ever. I still eat that salad to this day. You should. And I've tried to remake my favorite chicken fried, deep fried chicken wraps. Yeah. I can't do it because my tortilla won't stay closed. Oh, when we get off the air, I teach you how. Okay. Well, I tell you how. Okay. I want your you okay. know, old dude to come swinging pots and um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But you've been inside Cafe Conversations, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation uh, today, growing in grace. And I hope that there's something that's been said that you'll be able to definitely take away with and, and, and be able to apply it to your life or situation and all of that good stuff. Until the next podcast episode, I'm your girl, Lady D, and you're inside Cafe Conversations. Thank you for joining us inside Cafe Conversations. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Lady D.